Welcome to the Wicked Wealthy Woman podcast. I'm Gina Marie, and I am your holistic success coach, here to help you heal, not hustle your way to success. I'm going to show you how to discover and unleash the wicked wealthy woman you are inside. You'll be able to dream big, believe big, and become big as we heal, feel, and unleash the wicked wealthy woman you are. Hi, welcome back. I'm your host, Gina Marie. I'm so happy that you keep joining me here week after week. Today, we're talking about energy in a big, deep, super cool way. I'm so excited to talk to Farrell Moore today about this very intriguing and incredible topic of energetics in a way that may surprise you. It's powerful and so needed. I'm also so freaking excited because I know that you, my community, and I'm sure Farrell's too, is going to benefit greatly from this conversation. It's not discussed much with the general public, yet so needed for women's true success. Why? Because so many of you are in the business of sales and service. Yet so often, when especially women are in these types of industries, they're in it because they freaking love what they do, yet are not informed about energetics and the power of healing. And this is so crucial to your success. Also, a huge part of success is knowing and having a deep understanding to who you are at your core, how you work and how to support your energy. This is why I'm so fucking pumped and excited to introduce you today, Farrell Moore. She is a certified associate pranic healer specializing in smoothing the path for clients who are ready to make massive changes in their current situation. Farrell uses pranic healing and other intuitive modalities to remove blocks, traumas, negative energies, and thought forms that hold people back from achieving their purpose and intentions in the world. The combination of pranic healing and integration coaching helps to access the deep energetic blocks to create the necessary shifts that will improve and transform your physical, emotional, and mental health exponentially. Using her intentional reframe, she works with clients to bring their dreams to reality and help them perform more effectively in all areas of life. She provides comprehensive energetic support to legacy building women. And she's freaking amazing. I know because I've personally worked with her a lot. Welcome to the show, Farrell. Thank you so much. What a beautiful introduction. (laughs) So happy to be here. Yeah, I'm so pumped. Yeah, You know, like I obviously love guests and I love talking and chatting. I have a gift for it. But it's so powerful and exciting, not only to meet new people that I haven't met, but to have guests on that I've worked with personally. It's a deeper level and I love it. And I'm so grateful for you to be here. My pleasure. My pleasure. It's important for everybody to hear what we are going to talk about today. All right. Awesome. So let's jump in. So I know that my community knows about energy and chakras, but I believe or I know that everyone needs to know more about this topic. And so let's talk energy and the chakra system. Can you explain the energetics and the chakra system as it relates to us as a being? Yes. So everybody that understands energy and chakras has heard of the seven chakra system, which is basically the yoga, we call it the yoga chakra system. It is the main seven energetic centers within your body. 
Some people will start at the top and go down. Other people will go from the bottom and go up. But basically, they follow the line of, in theory, your spine from the top of your head to the the base of your back. Chronic healing, the master Choa Koksui, found that there were additional energetic centers. And there are other people who have agreed and added that to their realm. Some of them have added all, some of them have added some. The important thing to know about the energetic system is that those energy centers control physical systems within the body, psychological systems within the body, and emotional systems within the body. And so when those energetic centers are not functioning appropriately, different things occur as a result. So I look at an energetic system as a whole. I never only look at one chakra, okay? It's a holistic scenario because 90% of the physical ailments that we have are actually a result of an emotional or psychological concern. Mm. So you can't just heal one without the other, okay? Yeah, yeah. When we talk about whether or not an energetic system or center is functioning properly, we're looking for things like, is it congested? Is it depleted? Is it overactive or underactive? What size is it? What shape is it? All of those things can be determined by the practitioner's ability to scan. Now, here's the most amazing piece of this. Everybody has that ability. I knew you were going to say that. I love it. I love it. I love it. Everybody. It blows people's minds. Yeah. Yeah. So what I love so much about healing and energy is that every single person on the planet is born with the capability. Not everybody wants to do it. Mm -hmm. Not everybody trusts themselves enough to do it but it is open and available to everybody. It's so cool. I love that because I remember talking with an old friend of mine who she does a caution record reading. She's a healer. And I remember having a conversation with her a long time ago, Farrell. And she said to me, my nickname is Bean for anyone who's listening and knows that. But uh, my childhood nickname was Bean. And she said, Bean, you're a healer. And I went, this was years ago. And I was like, I gave her a look and I think she was even on the phone, but I just made this look like, yeah, okay. I'm not a healer. I really had to believe. And I share this so intentionally because I want people to hear that you don't have to have an MD behind your name in order to be a healer and heal yourself and heal others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so now I get it. I'm a healer in a different way. It doesn't mean that I'm a doctor. Correct. So I'm a yeah. Let me say this. Chronic healing works in conjunction with modern medicine, okay? So we're never gonna tell you not to go to the doctor. But what I will tell you is this, you have the power within you to heal so much more of yourself than you give yourself credit for. Mm -hmm. Because your mind is what's actually causing the majority of your health issues. Yeah. And so if you can treat that, And you can get the energetic congestion, energetic blocks. If you can detoxify your energetic system, it will go that much further into healing the things that we are capable of healing. Now, modern medicine has its place. Right. Yeah. And that's where it comes in. Yeah. 
So freaking powerful. This is what I talk about with clients all the time is that we know, right, that your emotions don't come from anything outside of you. They come from a thought you think about the thing that happened, right? And so, but when we have these emotions and how many times have we heard somebody say, um, something happens, they're like, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine. Oh no, I'm fine. Everything's just fine or whatever. And they ignore the emotions. They push them down, they avoid them. And what I teach and preach, like you're saying, is that the more you avoid it and push it down and ignore it, you're creating congestion in your body. Energetic congestion over time creates dis-ease and eventually disease. Correct. And what's really fascinating, fascinating about that is what happens on the outside of your body as a result of that is we have things called health rays that sort of come out in the shape of our actual body from our body. It's within our aura. Okay. Tell me more. I don't know this. Okay. So health rays, if you could imagine sun rays coming out of your body in the form of your actual physical form. Okay. Okay. Those health rays, when you're healthy, they just kind of move around sort of like you would imagine, you know, the rays of the sun, just sort of like that. If there is a place within you that is holding all that congested energy, what happens is over time, it creates the health rays to go down, Mm. almost like a flower when it's wilted. Okay. You could imagine. That creates just enough opening for the diseased energy from the outside to connect with the congested energy on the inside to create the disease, not the disease. The disease is already here. Right. But the disease, the germs, the, right. The things that come from the outside that we can't control. Yeah. The toxic um, environment. Okay. Comes in, melds with that concretized energy. And that's when we fall ill, not ill, but ill, like, you know, the flu. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. The reason we get the flu is because we have allowed ourselves to not focus on the internal energetic system. Our health rays have wilted and allowed the germs to come in and enter the body. So epic. Mm -hmm. So epic. This is, you know, I'm just going to go deep for a minute. You know how I like to go there. I talk about this a lot and I'm sure I've shared it with you before is that, you know, I believe in our medicine here. Uh However, I feel like it's so neglected what we're talking about. What's the word I'm looking for? Like a parallel to that, right? Uh That it's not separate, not one's not woo and crazy. And I bring in my mom that, yes, she may have had the gene. And this is where I'd love to go into epigenetics that she may have had the gene for dementia. However, that gene didn't have to be switched and turned on. However, her lifestyle over the years of neglecting herself, drinking, smoking, sugar, stress, continuous stress, that was constant low-grade stress for so many years, that freaking switch was turned on because of this exactly what we're talking about. Correct. So instead of having normal, um, healthy health rays that's sort of, you know, bright and shiny, they were there were places that allowed for that to be dim so that the disease could come in and 
flip the switch. Yeah. It's like, I just want to sit here like seriously for a minute for people to really wrap their heads around this, to understand the importance of learning, of knowing and diving deep into this. So tell us, Farrell, how do you remove energetic blocks so you can access your highest self? Like, I'm sure people are like, okay, that's cool. This is what happens. So what do we do to remove these blocks? There's a lot of different things that you can do, but energetically, the idea is this. If you are sitting in your emotions, we're going to, we'll start with emotions. If you're sitting in with your emotions, let's just use stress because that is the chronic problem in the United, well, in the world today. Right. Yeah. Chronic problems, stress, right? Which we, by the way, have created ourselves because we have stopped allowing ourselves the time to process in a natural way. Mm. That's all it is. Let me just say that. We came from a time where we had nothing but time to sit out the window, sit and look out a window, Mm -hmm. walk by the lake on our way to whatever the work was we were doing for the day. Um, We all had to walk long walks to get from one place to another. We, all of those, that time you had to just be bored. Mm. I'm using air quotes for those of you who can't see me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That idea of boredom is actually the time when our bodies process our emotions. Mm. When we have time to think and be with ourselves. Well, the world we live in now, we've chosen to not have time for that. We block it out with TV. We block it out with phone. We block it out with work. We block it out with kids, family. I mean, you go on and on. Yeah. So just the first thing I always recommend is breathing. Mm -hmm. Now, those of you who are laughing, I'm sure you've heard (laughs) this from Gina. Yeah. But yes, we all breathe, but I need you to breathe with intention. And carving out 10 minutes of your day to literally do nothing. Nothing. Amen. Preach. Okay. Now, when I say do nothing, yes, you can choose to meditate in that do nothing. That's Mm -hmm. fine. Yeah. But I'm also talking about go just stare out the window. Watch the world go by. Watch the time happen. Watch the grass grow and the leaves blow in the wind. Because during that time, your subconscious has time to process. And here's what happens energetically. You are quiet and your energetic system says, oh, we don't need to hold on to this. Amazing. Let's let it run through us and move on. Because the chakras spin back and forth like a wheel, their function is to move energy through, Mm. not to stop it. So when energy is stuck, your chakras move slower. Oh, okay. They can't whirl back and forth as fast as they're supposed to. Okay. So if they're slow, so are you. Mm. If they're slow, you feel sluggish. If they're slow, you feel emotional. If they're slow, you have a headache, a backache, all the things. Because right. your body's not able to move the energy through. Yeah. I know, you know, you know how I, you know, I don't even know where I heard this, but say it all the time. You're thinking shitty, you're feeling shitty. Mm-hmm. 
So same thing, like so freaking powerful. And the resistance that you feel, right? We all end up with resistance. Resistance is an energy. Okay. Resistance energy is like a block. And I don't mean that like like a thinking block. I mean like an actual block, like a cinder block Hmm. or a a brick. And what it does is it's like, I'm going to put this brick in front of you and I'm not going to let the energy flow down. So now you've got all this stuff swirling around in your head because there's a brick stopping it from moving straight through and down and out. Wow, that's resistance. When you show resistance to anything, to learning, to healing, to whatever, conversation, whatever, resistance. That's so funny that you bring that up. So when we went, Farrell and I went through a certification program together, CMMMMMMMMMP, as we all joke, but seriously, it's my magic. But do you know what I taught on for my teach back? What? Resistance. And the reason why is because I'm going to be so authentic right now. I used to get irritated with people who had resistance. Fine. I literally did. Yeah. So when, when we talk about, oh, I have like, I'm so excited. I want to talk about this. I want to bring it back to help me remember what I'm going to say about resistance. Yep. Okay? And I'm bringing it back to what you were talking about with take the 10 minutes a day to look out the window, to look at the grass growing. And I have goosebumps because I will talk like this and some people will look at me like I'm fucking crazy. Some people will judge me and be resistant to it because they're not aware of the power of it. So therefore they think through their judgment, their lens, their perspective, that I live in a world of rainbows and unicorns and waste time and look out windows and meditate. You see what I'm saying? So when I would come across individuals like that, that in I see as resistance, I'd get irritated. But, you know, doing all the work, I'm like, okay, it's their journey. It's okay. Like, I'm totally cool with it now. But it's just so funny that you brought up that block of resistance. And that is exactly what I taught my teach back on for CMMP. So I wanted to grow my understanding of resistance. And so the reason why I bring it up is because it's normal. Everyone has resistance and it's okay. It's been actually their coping mechanism and their protection of the fear and what's outside of their comfort zone. So now it makes so much sense to me. So I love that you brought that up. I love that. Yes. And what's so fascinating about that, especially when people are in pain, and I don't necessarily mean physical pain, although it works there too. You're, let's say you're dealing with a loss, whether it's a loss of a person, loss of a job, loss of a dog, loss, right? Grief. We all know that pain that comes with grief. A lot of the pain that we feel is actually resisting letting go. It's not the resistance that you would feel if you were saying no to something. This is deeper. Mm. This is, you're actually putting up a block to something that's already happened. Like you can't change it. Sure. Right? And you're literally holding on so tight here in your heart or solar plexus or both so tight that when you breathe, it hurts that when you move, it hurts. Everything makes you want to cry. Like literally it's, it's so powerful. And if you just said, I'm going to let this move through me and felt it all instead of trying not to feel it. Yes. (laughs) Because that's what the pain is. The pain is actually trying not to feel it. 
it would be so much less painful if you just felt it. Uh, Let it move through you, cried it out. You would actually come out of that whole scenario feeling lighter and less pain. Yeah. That's so beautiful. You know what I want to throw in here? And because also uh, these things are just coming up for me, people who have had uh, resistance around what I do and, oh, well, you, you know, you live in this unrealistic positivity, toxic positivity, rainbows and unicorns. No, that's not what coaching mindset energetics is about. It's actually about feeling all the feelings. It's about allowing all of them. Yes, I want to be positive and energetic and all of that, but it's not to be unrealistic that we all have emotions and we must allow them to move through us, all of them. That's how we create healthy well-beings. Like it's so powerful. So powerful. Yeah. And you asked me how to remove the blocks. And it this speaks to exactly what you were just saying. People who believe that those of us who do healing, coaching, replace your word, right? I remove the energy that's stuck, okay? Using pranic healing. Other coaches, people that do healing, do it from removing negative mindset, disempowering beliefs, things like that. But at the end of the day, any one of us who lives in what other people might deem toxic positivity, which is Hmm. so interesting to me, it's really this. Those of us, who have found this beautiful way of existing is we have determined that there is a baseline that we exist at. And that baseline is our core beliefs, our values, our guiding life feelings, whatever words you want to put there. For me, I call it my energetic level. My energetic level lives at happiness, joy, and authenticity. That's where my happiness level lives. Okay. That doesn't mean I'm there all the time. Hello, no ma'am. Yeah. Okay. Healing, growing, evolving. I just did a post about this. It's an ing, I-N-G. It's a constant movement. We're never at a destination, but Mm. we have a baseline. And sometimes we go above the baseline and we're like, whoops, these coins and rainbows. (laughs) Yeah. We go below the line and we're like, sitting in my shit, feel like crap. Holy moly, I'm going to die. Yeah. The deal is this. How long do you stay in your shit or you get back to your baseline? Oh my God. I love you. So one of my, one of the the tools that I use when I'm coaching and Claudia, my middle, my 19 year old, she heard this one and I shared it with her and she's like, mom, that's my favorite when you talk about it. What I say is that we're all going to have shit in our lives. Uh everyone, every single person is going to experience shit in their lives. It's a matter of, do you want to move through the shit or do you want to sit in the shit, roll around in it, taste it, rub it, feel it, smell it, or do you want to move through it? And like, she dies every time I talk about it, but it's so true. Like, Uh like what, what do you prefer? Like you have to step in the shit. Everybody has to step in the shit at some time in life. Uh But now with this, what we're teaching, what we're talking about is how you actually allow it, the shit happens and how to move through it. Correct, correct. Yeah. And the idea is you have complete control energetically as well as 
emotionally and mentally and mindset to move that energy through you. Once you get the deep yuck attached cords and concretized energy that's been stuck there for so long out and you start with a clean system, you don't ever have to go back Mm. to that sitting in your shit for long periods of time unless you choose to. Right. Because all of this is a choice. It doesn't matter right, how it's all a choice. Yes. When you're ready to move through the shit, there's no rushing you, but it's knowing that you don't have to sit in it and roll around in it for five years. Correct. Right. Yeah. And I love what you said in the beginning there, that there are so many different ways to yes. remove energetic blocks. And Farrell does amazing chronic energy healing that I've been through many sessions where I've experienced incredible, right, Farrell? Like incredible yeah healing and experiences and visuals I got to see and connecting with my parents. So I'm going to share this. So after my dad passed away, I had a session with Farrell. Farrell was so kind and she reached out and Farrell gifted me a session. I have goosebumps. Thanks. I lost both parents and 13 months apart of each other. And I knew Farrell through the whole time. And I had a session with Farrell after my dad died shortly after. And I remember coming out of that session just God, like I didn't even have the words, right, Farrell? Like I remember feeling like I was, I don't want to, I was so heavy in the beginning of it. And it wasn't like I was dead. I was alive. I wasn't scared, but I felt like a heaviness. I felt the connection to both of my parents. My dad spoke to me. I didn't hear him verbally, but he was actually chuckling and saying, you thought mom would connect with you more. And here I am talking to you. He said, they are so good and so happy where they are, the happiest they could ever be. That human life made it really icky for them. And I was like, I couldn't have made that up. Right. And they said some more other things that I heard and was just so powerful. And when I came to like, when I'm like, I'm not knocked out, like I'm awake. Right. Like, so people don't misunderstand, but when the session was over and I had such a relief around my parents and such a connected feeling that they're right there with me. And I wouldn't have experienced that if it wasn't for you. Oh, well, thank thank you. you. Yes. Thank you. Well, and you know, Gina, that actually now that we're talking about it at a distance um, in time, it's fascinating because what I've now learned about how souls move and function and work, what your parents were really connecting to with you was the souls of your parents were connected, the bodies that they were in, the human meat suits that they were in made it difficult for them to have that connection here. And so they're back to their original embodiment of soul and together and happy. Yeah. And what a beautiful thing that is because the human existence doesn't necessarily, we're spiritual beings. We're souls having a human experience. We are not human beings with a soul. We're a soul with a body. Yeah. Very important distinction. Yep. So for those of you who are listening, please understand we are a soul with a body and not the other way around. Couldn't agree more. So when you feel a discontent, when you feel, or you know, like your kids, some of us have kids who are struggling with um, identity. Maybe it's an LGBTQ plus identity scenario. 
Maybe it's just, I don't know who I am in this crowd of people at school. Doesn't have to be like big, could just be normal teen angst. But that's the soul trying to figure out and assimilate to the growing human existence that it's in. Understand that that's not just like the bio version. There is more going on internally as the soul continues to reintegrate because the soul's been through this, like however many gazillion times. Yeah. And the world has changed. So every time the soul goes through this, it has to reacclimate. Wow. Right. So when you hear like your parents say, this world is so different from when I grew up, imagine what your soul feels. Yeah. Right. Just just throwing it out there. Imagine what your soul feels. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, how funny how we went here with this conversation, because my next question is what you kind of answered, but I'm just going to ask it anyway, in case there's anything else that you want to add. And this is so cool that, that this is what we're talking about, because my business, as you all know, is Wicked Wealthy Woman, Mind, Body and Soul Synergy. It used to be spirit, but we can change. And so I connect in a more in alignment with soul. And so my next question for you is what is a soul And how does one work with it? So is there anything you want to add there? I do. So let me preface this by saying, in no way do I expect that anybody is going to just blanket believe anything that I'm saying. Okay, right. And I say that for a reason. My teacher explained to us the importance of intelligent discernment. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is, please don't just take anything at face value. Right. Do your research, feel into it, agree, disagree. It's fine. I'm not your guru. You're your own guru. Yeah. Okay. I'm providing you with information because this is what I know to be true. What I know to be true is what I call the soul soup. Now it's not actually soup, but that's how I envision it. So it's easier for me to explain. If you can imagine that there is a soul soup and that every single person on the planet is part of that soul soup at some point. Now, the argument that's been made to me in the past is, well, there's a lot of people on the planet now that weren't here before. How does that work? This is how I will answer you. If it's a soul soup, that means that parts of whole souls have been spread out through different bodies over time because there's a lot more people. So soul energy, because remember, they are not physical, right? The soul is not physical. It's energy. Energy, sure. How many, have you ever seen somebody from across the way and you're like, gosh, I really feel like I know that person, but I've never seen them before. Sure. Yeah. You're recognizing their soul, not the person. Whoa, that's cool, Farrell. Okay. Yeah. And what you're recognizing, is that part of my, like, do we have a same soul piece of the same soul soup? Okay. Yeah. Twin flame. You've heard the terms twin flame. People are like, that's my soul mate, my soul sister, my soul friend. Some of those words are used interchangeably with like my best friend, my, right. But some of those words like twin flame are actually a soul that was once whole that has been split into two people because there's more people than there was soul soup originally. Okay. Right. The energy of the soul soup has had to be stretched. It's energy go in whatever form we want. Right. So now you see this person who has come into your world. You feel it all. It feels like you are one person because your soul once was one soul. Wow. 
So when we talk about the soul, it is just the essence of who you are. That essence is something that gets boxed out as we grow up. Mm. Yeah, don't get me going on the box barrel. I know. <laughs> we'll be here for six months. All right, right. Go it gets boxed out as we. Yeah. So what's happening right now is there's a big movement to find it again. Mm-hmm. It's Huge. A big to go within and find it again. Yeah. So that soul is that feeling that you have when you get quiet, where there's no world around you, but it's your inner environment. When you close your eyes and you tap into that, you know you're there. It's home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the true you with none of the trappings. It's amazing. That is what the soul is. It's beautiful. It is. Thank you for explaining it that way. I really resonate with that. And, you know, it explains when I go into meditation and I feel exactly what you just said at home. And it's so interesting. Our humanness wants to tell us we don't have time for it and I have to just get up and go do things. And then when we, you know, but you know, then I'll be like, I don't know. I, you know, I'm meditating because I love it. And then when I go into it, I don't want to freaking come out of it. Yeah. And then I get so much more done and so many more downloads and it's so epic. It's so interesting and funny how our humanness um, tries to, what's the word I'm looking for? Deter us from doing the thing that actually brings us home and feel good and be healthy. Yeah. Like if you work in a corporate environment, I would challenge you when you get to your office or even before you go in, but do it. If you do it in your office, when you first get to work, you sit down, close the door and stay quiet for 10 minutes, close your eyes and just sit there. I guarantee you, you will accomplish more in your day than you have any other day you've ever worked. Yeah. And it's because you are setting yourself up with cellular programming is really what's happening. You are literally programming your cells to focus and intend on what you're doing. I love it. I love that you brought up corporate because what we teach and coach and heal and talk about is not just for woo-woo spiritual people. Oh, no. It's needed everywhere. Mm-hmm. And people actually, what you just described is easily understood by people. I know this concept has been talked about a lot with people when they get home from work. Sit in your car for 10 minutes to disconnect from work and before you go in and re-acclimate into the family. Or if you have to go in, give a kiss, hello, go up to your room and give yourself 10 to 15 minutes to refocus, regroup, right? I love how you said, use it at the beginning of your day. Yeah, we meditate in the morning, but I'm a type of person like you that says, I'm not the guru. I teach you how to be the guru for yourself. And so if meditation doesn't work first thing in the morning, do it when it fucking works for you. But I love, love, love how you said, if you're in corporate or entrepreneur, when you go in and sit down at your desk, just sit there and be five minutes, 10 minutes, and you're going to be so much more productive, calm, uh, respond versus react, like Uh all of those things, right? So beautiful. Love it. Yeah. And so what's really fascinating is I just did this with my son. So I have twin boys that are 12 and I have a 17 year old. And one of my boys, one of the twins, Riker, has a really hard time with school, transitioning from waking up to going to school. So we had this conversation with, I had this conversation with him and I said, what is it that you need? And he said, I just, I, I need to like, like be able to just be in the morning. And I was like, well, guess what? 
you can. Can, right? You just have to yeah. get up earlier. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, like this was a big, you know, I mean, he's 12. So yeah, but he has set his alarm now for an hour earlier. He turns on his TV, he gets dressed, he lollygags. And then when I, when I get up and we do, he's smiling, he's happy because here's what he did. He did his version of getting quiet before school started. Love it. Amazing. It's just energy. Yeah. It literally is just energy. Yep. He shifted his energy from frantic to get out the door to easy and flow. Mm-hmm. That's so beautiful. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, all right. I got another question for you because I know that our listeners are going to definitely want to know this. So tell us, how do you help women to increase their prosperity and abundance through your work and what you do? Okay. So what's interesting about prosperity and abundance is that 90% of people immediately think of money Mm -hmm. when they think of prosperity and abundance. And I'm not saying it doesn't include money. It does. But when you focus prosperity and abundance on money, you're missing out on what it actually means. So money is a result. Okay. It's something that we want as part of a package, a prosperity and abundance package, okay? But in order to have that, you need to look at what are you prosperous and abundance with currently? Mm -hmm. For example, when you open your refrigerator, what's in there? Are you abundant with food? When you look around your house, do you have an abundance of shoes do you have an abundance of clothes? Do you have an abundance of shoes? I do, Farrell. Right, okay. Like, do you have an abundance of earrings? Like, what are your things that you, do you have an abundance of love? Do you have an abundance? Okay, so that's the first thing. Yeah. The second piece is, what are you grateful for? Because being prosperous starts with gratitude. 100%. You cannot call in prosperity in all forms and abundance in all forms. If you are not grateful for the smallest thing that you have right now. Right. Yeah. So that's like bare bones. When we get into the energetics of it, it's very simple. The universe needs you to put in an order. Now, when you order at a restaurant, I know some of you are those orderers who it's (laughs) I want my half calf, decaf, la blah, 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 latte. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. You know how to make a specific order mm. when you want to have abundance and prosperity. You have to know the key to how to ask. And it's very simple, clear and simple. <laughs> like, don't get crazy. Mm. When I say don't get crazy, I mean with, well, I want this, but only if this. It's very simple. I am prosperous and abundant every day. I am happy and peaceful. Now, notice the words I'm choosing. I am. You never want to say, I want to be. The universe doesn't know what that means. Right. Because the universe understands you as already having. Correct. Yeah. Because there's, by the way, enough for everybody. Hallelujah. (laughs) Right. Isn't it funny? I love this one. I'm going to cut you off real quick. When we go outside in the morning, we don't Uh like go out there and go, oh, I wonder if there's going to be enough air to breathe today. Mm -hmm. 
right? Like whenever I heard that, I was like, holy shit. Like that makes so much sense for me to, when we talk about this, that there's more than enough for everyone. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. More than enough. Yeah. So when I have a client who comes to me and says, I am looking to clear out my prosperity and, you know, abundance blocks so that I can make more money. The first thing I do is everything I just told you. And then we sit down and we say, okay, what are you doing to create that in your environment? Well, I have this program. I have that. Okay. (laughs) Now you're getting into the how and the how is none of our business. Hmm. What you have to do is energetically create the environment for the universe to take control of the how. So we do that by removing trauma from your system. I use pranic healing methods to do that, to remove traumatic energy from your system. That's first. Then there is, I call it the white screen technique, which is you. I know you love white screen technique, um, which is you bringing up all of your story, your narrative about whatever that specific area is, because it doesn't just have to be prosperity and abundance, but your money story is a block. Your prosperity and abundance is a block because if you grew up in a household where prosperity and abundance was macaroni and cheese every night of the week, because that's all you could afford. Mm. And now you want to have a private chef. We got to get you from (laughs) A to B. Right. Me. Okay. So we got to remove all that, all the feelings associated with that, all the scarcity associated with that, which is all energy sitting in your system where your lower back, So those of you with abundance and prosperity issues, if you have low back issues, welcome to the world of your root chakra slash basic chakra, which is what we call it. Because that chakra is not only in charge of your prosperity and abundance, but it's your stability. It is your instinct of survival. It is your instinct of grounding and full. It's the place the foundation for everything because the root chakra or the basic chakra is also the foundation of your actual physical body too. If it's out of alignment, your whole system's out of alignment. Yeah. So we heal that chakra. And then I teach you how to write your goal on or before such and such date. Notice the words on or before. Why do I say that? We don't want to limit the universe. If you say December 20th, then the universe is like, well, well, but I have a lot of work to do. You want me to try to move all this stuff? Hold on. That's not realistic. Not going to happen. But if you say on or before, well, what if the universe can do it in three days? Right. Yeah. Great. Beautiful. So on or before X date, I will increase my, let's say it's your, your client base. I will increase my client base by three times. So be it, so be it, so it is, right? And the reality is you're literally putting the universe on notice. I'm ready for this. Here's the kicker. Go ahead. Here's the kicker. You got to live that way. (laughs) You can't just say that and then be like, well, but now I'm going to only buy McDonald's because I can't, you know, because... Filet mignon is not an option for me. And oh my gosh, I can't, like you you can't go and hide again. You have to live as if. Right. Now, here's the other kicker. Living as if does not mean going out and being like, (laughs) 
Woo! The universe is going to deliver me three more clients. I'm going to like, you know, the Aveda salon and Gucci and no, it just means living as if it's happening and planning accordingly. Mm. If I have three more clients, what does that mean for me? Yeah. Sweet. That means that like, I could potentially have this trip. I'm going to put that date on the calendar so that I know that I want to go away then. You don't book the trip. You just put it on the calendar. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> then the money comes in, then you book the trip. Right, I love it. I love it. And all that pranic healing does, the work that I do in the world is energetically go in, remove the energy that is stuck in your system so that you can see all of this from a place of clarity. Hmm. Because if you are a legacy building woman, if you want your work to outlive you, whether your work is bringing up children or because legacy building, there's a lot that. involved in yes. that, right? Yeah. yeah. Your legacy may just be your kids, mm-hmm. but your legacy may also be leaving behind a $3 million business, $30 million, but who knows? If you are a legacy building woman, you must take the time to keep your system clean not just for you, but for the world, because you have a ripple effect. What happens to you ripples out. Yeah. Amazing. I could go on for hours with you. You know that, you know that Mm -hmm. we're going to wrap up. I love you. Thank you so much for this epic conversation. Farrell, how do our communities connect with you and get in touch with you? Tell us. Okay, so my website is moreenergyhealing.com. Yes, there are two E's in the middle of that because my mm-hmm. name is M-O-O-R-E. So moreenergyhealing.com. On Instagram, I'm at moreenergyhealing. On Facebook, I'm Farrell More Energy Healing because the other one was taken, which was really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's kind of the basics. And then I have a link tree. So if you're interested in anything, you know, on my bios in both places, you can get links to all the stuff. So if you just want to find me on, on socials and you want to like go to my websites and all those things are all in my link tree. Okay. I am working through my winter soul revival program launch right now. Okay. So if you're interested, we did one in the fall. It was amazing. Basically it's, if you want to know how to energetically survive the winter months, if you want to know how you and the winter months are congruent and incongruent, and if you want to know how to best come out of the winter, like full force, the winter soul revival program is for you. Because when people came out of the autumn one, they the three of them immediately signed up for winter, like before I even had a chance to launch it. That's awesome. I love it. And yes, definitely work with Farrell. And there's no worries about remembering all the websites We will definitely have the links in the show notes below. And before we go, Farrell, you know that I like fun. We have a rapid round and I have three questions for you. Whip, snip, quickie. Ready? You ready? ready. Drum roll. You know that I'm a karaoke queen who can't carry a tune and don't care. I need to know your favorite song. Oh my God. That's so hard. My favorite song like ever. And yeah, whatever. What's your favorite song that comes to mind? Oh my gosh, my favorite song. Well, actually, right now I'm digging on. I got my hair tossed. Check my nails. My nails. Baby, how you feeling? feeling A little good? bit Lizzo, right? I'm all about Lizzo right now. All right. Um, 
Number two, give us one self-care tip you use regularly. Salt shower or bath. Oh, love. This is wrap around, but I'm going to interrupt the show for this tidbit that uh, Farrell gave me is that I used to use Epsom salt in my bath. There's nothing wrong or bad. You still can, but I didn't understand or know that it's regular table salt that helps to release the toxin, toxic energy, correct? Correct. So yeah. here's the deal. If you love your Epsom salt, you don't have to change it. Epsom salt opens our pores, helps with the energy of muscle tension. But if you put regular salt in there, all of that stuff that comes out won't go back in. Yes. And so now it is by every sink. I have a cup in my shower and glass containers all by my bathtub. So people think I'm crazy when I go to Costco and buy them by the big, huge boxes of salt. So, all right. Number three, fill in the blank. I am a wicked wealthy woman because. I am a wicked wealthy woman because I provide beautiful energy to help women become the wicked wealthy women they're supposed to be. Oh, that is so epic. I love you. You're amazing. (laughs) I don't know that I could have done that on the fly. (laughs) I love you. Thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. Alrighty, everybody. Thank you for joining me today. And remember to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, And if you've enjoyed the show, please leave us a five-star written review. This is the Wicked Wealthy Woman Podcast with me, Gina Marie. Remember, everyone, including you, is a wicked wealthy woman. You just need to unleash her.